Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And here we are in beautiful Buenos Aires, Argentina. Just arrived last week and uh, we're preparing for a big summit. So uh, make sure you tune in for that one at digitalnomadmastery.com. And while we've been traveling, we've been interviewing digital nomads, world travelers from around the world. We're already at over 300 interviews and make you check out some of those previous ones and on today's uh, episode we actually have one of our summit speakers Charlie Collier and she's actually been RVing around the US and she's actually expert in their work camping uh, we're gonna be finding out about her travels and about uh, what is work camping for those of you who don't know about it so Charlie uh, welcome to the show how are you doing over there in uh, Texas today I'm doing good it's like a cloudy day here in Texas but it's a good day so yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. It's the exact opposite. We're here in the Southern Hemisphere in Argentina. It's actually beautiful blue skies. And pretty much every day of this uh, week we've been here, it's been beautiful blue skies. And I'm actually from Vancouver, BC, Canada. So I'm used to the weather you're having today, the clouds, <laughs> the, the gloominess. So the Pacific Northwest in the wintertime is definitely not the, one of the best places to be. So I'm super grateful to be, you know, to be here in beautiful Argentina, enjoying the hot weather, walking around with t-shirt and shorts and the blue skies. And I know uh, <laughs> Texas is usually warm and sunny too, so it was an exception for you there. Yeah, it has been pretty warm since we've been here, um, but just today is really cloudy, so, you know, you take it. Yes, definitely. No control of the weather. You gotta have sun inside yourself, and then you can enjoy whatever the weather is outside. That's a good way so of putting it. Yes. So, Cherie, uh, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself to start off with. Uh, we'd love to get to know you a little bit better and share a little bit about yourself and your background. Okay. Well, um, like Ricky said, my name is Cherie Collier. Um, well, it's always hard, I guess, to describe yourself. But, um, okay, so I'm a mother of four, um, and I travel with my husband. Um, and our kids are ages 12 through 5. Um, I keep a blog over at Meet the Colliers. Um, it kind of details what we do in our travels and how we travel, uh, which is mostly slow travel uh, via RV and work camping. And then I'm also the director of operations for Work Camper News, uh, which is basically the number one resource in work camping. Like a little intro just to get you started. Awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely learn a lot more about work camping. Uh, but I would love to hear about your own backstory of how did you guys set up on the road? Uh, tell us a little bit about the origin story there. Oh, you know what? Um, I always tell people the same thing. Um, we were really kind of bored of doing what everyone else was doing just because everyone else was doing it. So we get this. We're not going to do this anymore. And we're like, well, I mean, what already kind of checked certain things off of this American dream bucket list. And um, we just came up with a little short list between the two of us, my husband and I. And we were like, well, what are some things that we've never done that we would like to do? We put, and we were like, oh, we've never, we've been to the beach tons of times, but we've never actually like lived there and been like a local to where, you know, riding your bike over to like the little coconut joint, some coconut water would have been normal. So we were like, okay, so we put that on the list. And um, another option was to RV. And then the other option, which was super crazy looking back at it now for us, um, just knowing how we are, was to um, live on a sailboat. 
started with like the easiest of the three which was of course moving to the beach so that's what we did we rented like a place and it was like right on the beach so beautiful we had a great time um the dunes and just be on the beach in like two seconds so it was perfect until like came and the first tropical storm kind of blew in and then um and we didn't know that that was going to happen. So <laughs> that kind of caught us off guard. And uh, my husband, he was out like getting some water and supplies from the store. And um, he ended up like taking like three hours to get back because the car started to float on the road. So <laughs> he had like a really tough time. Um, oh, wait, Ricky, I can't hear you. Oh, no, I, I usually mute myself uh, while oh. the guest is speaking. <laughs> so keep, keep going. I'm just muted. Okay. Um, yeah, so he was, like, you know, out there trying to figure out how to get the car from floating into the bay or into the ocean. <laughs> and it took him forever to get back. So that was, like, scary adventure number one. So put some worries into our hearts. And then... Um, another day the kids were like at the beach and they were kind of like swimming and my husband was like rushing them out of the water and we we're like what is going on so he was like there are sharks you know sharks were right there swimming around the kids feet so um shortly after that we decided we'd go ahead and just buy an rv and try that one <laughs> give that one a go so you made that uh, the beach dream come true and now you're making the you've made the rv dream come true true as well and then who knows what the future holds you might make the yacht dream come true as well in the future right uh, maybe i don't know if we get comfortable with uh being at sea or living at yes we might but i feel like we're not ocean people at this point <laughs> we love the land so uh, you know, I'd love to hear a little bit about where have you, where is your RV taking you? How long have you been RVing, and which uh, states and uh, places have you guys visited so far? Okay, so I feel like our journey um, basically probably took us maybe a little longer than others. You know, you hear those stories all the time about people who set out on this adventure to kind of see 50 states and they do it like um like it's almost like a race and ours is like totally different you know we set out and we kind of started work camping and with work camping you know you're in some place a specific destination for a few months at a time so we would be in that one location for like four to six months so you know in one year we really only would go maybe one or two places for that year so we started in 2014 um so that's been about three years no we started in 2013 sorry 2013 so it's been four years and um you know we've been all around the east coast basically except for up to uh new england um, and then I guess we've only been as far west as New Mexico, um, in Colorado, and where else did we go? Missouri. But I've been to about 26 states so far. So we still have quite a few more to do, and we're heading to the West Coast right now. Definitely impressive uh, visiting 26 states so far. Tell us a little bit more about some of your favorite places, anything that really stands out or, or, out of all the places you've visited so far? Um, let's see, where did I love? Okay, I really love DC. Um, 
done for like huge cities, but um, there was, I don't know, just so much to see and do as far as, you know, a travel family um, in DC and then history there. And it's, it's so overwhelming almost. Cause you know, when you go to, you know, we go to New York and we're like, okay, what are we going to do? And we have in mind, you know, a travel budget um, that we're going to like stick to. So, you know, you can only do, but so much that that travel budget allows, but in DC was that there were so many free options that it was like, like mind blowing, like, oh my gosh, you know, like we're not going to be able to get all this done. <laughs> so we ended up having to go back. So we went back another time um, and kind of did some more of the things that, that we wanted to do the first time. So we love DC. Um, Wisconsin was really beautiful. We've never um, been to Wisconsin before. Uh, we started RVing and we spent um, a whole summer up there and we were work camping at like a Jellystone Park. And that was really fun. The weather was awesome. The people we met were great. Um, the scenery around was beautiful. Um, let's see. We did do hot springs in Arkansas. We spent about eight months in Arkansas um, when I joined the team at Work Camper News. Uh, hot Springs National Park, that's definitely a uh, type of national park, I guess. It's very different. You've got like national park on one side of the street and then this is on the other. It was, it was different. Um, and then, you know, New York, of course, that was a beautiful place. Um, very busy. Um, never sleeps type of place, but we definitely enjoyed it. We did a ton. We spent the whole summer, um, this last summer, up in the Northeast and uh, almost every week. Sounds amazing. And, uh, you know, I'd love to hear a little bit about the schooling side of things. You got your four little ones uh, in the RV. How are you guys handling the whole educational side with your daughters and son? You know, they are homeschooled, as most, I think, RV families are. Um, but they were homeschooled before we hit the road, so there wasn't really much of a transition there when we first started. Um, the twins were only like one and a half when we started, so, you know, that was... Um, now we are homeschooling four children, um, so that was kind of um, an adjustment right there when we went from homeschooling like two to four in like overnight. Um, but it's been, it's been fun, and it's been... I don't know, the adventures that we're going on kind of tie into the schoolwork or we make it tie into the schoolwork. So it makes it really fun for the kids. Um, currently we're, we're experimenting with this new curriculum um, for their math. Um, as a lover of math and English, so I want the kids really to concentrate in those areas. So right now we're using Matthew C. And um, I just love it because it's a printed resource as opposed to, you know, having the kids go online and having internet connection and all that stuff to worry about. So it's a printed curriculum and then it comes with manipulatives. So it says Matthew C. They're not just, you know, kind of looking at the screen and trying to figure out what these numbers mean. They're actually able to, like, touch and feel and, and work with it. So that's really helping us, um, really helping us out right there. Awesome. And uh, what are the, what's the curriculum you're using or some of the resources you're using while you're uh, homeschooling? So we use a lot of uh, different textbooks. Um, so Matthew C, we were using Kumon Math. Um, they have science and history textbooks. And then when we're going to different places, like 
when we were in DC, we stopped by, you know, the bookstores and we'll pick up, you know, tons of books, which is not really the RV lifestyle, I will admit. We end up having to donate those books um, afterwards. But I mean, uh, it, it, it's a pro and a con, you know. We need the books uh, when they're when they're using them, but afterwards we can't really tote them around, so we end up having to give those away or donate them to a, like a used bookstore or something like that. Um, and then we're thinking this next year we're going to transition to a newer curriculum, um, which is actually I think going to be really good for the kids because it's structured around like the natural resources, and it's through. Um, curriculum source called Oak Meadow. So that's that's the plan so far. Sounds great. And I'd love to hear about the flip side, you know, some of the struggles as well, because typically on social media, you'll see all the good stuff. But tell us about some of those challenges that you don't see on social media and, you know, <laughs> that are important to uh, keep people aware of as they're going to hit the road as well. Okay, this is struggles. There are definitely struggles uh, with full timing. Um, you know, setting up the camper is, uh, it's just not my thing. I just, it's, just, I just hate it. I hate it. And it's something that we have to do really, really often. So um, just know, you know, when you're moving around, depending on how much you're moving around, you're going to have to set that black water hose up, like, you know, every day, maybe every week. That's me. Um, also, the space that you're living in, we only have one bathroom. There's six of us. That is always an issue. Like, someone's all, like, as soon as you go in the bathroom, someone's always banging on the door. Like, I gotta go, I gotta go. I'm like, ah, I just asked everyone if they had to go before I came in here. So, you know, that's something. So, we always try to, like, park next to the bathhouse. <laughs> like, the bathhouse is, like, right here <laughs> beside me. The kids can literally, like, walk just right through this trail. <laughs> go over there um so if that's available we try and do that um the noise factor you know rainy days when we're all like inside um very loud so you know we tend to silently apologize to our neighbors for the amount of noise that we make at our campsite but we're a family and we're camping and we're enjoying the outdoors or the indoors when we're all inside so you know you have to work with with, with the lifestyle and you have to figure out how like that works for you. Um, I also work from the road and that that's also, you know, something to think about, like how you're going to kind of fund this travel. So currently I'm working for Work Camper News and then I'm also blogging and, and doing press trips and things like that. So all that comes into play. Like if I have to make a phone call, sit inside the camper because it's almost never quiet. So, you know, I end up coming outside, which you know, gets me outside. So that's a pro. Um, but I have to go outside to make the phone call or do a podcast such as this, um, just because of, you know, all the noise from the kids, you know, they're having a good time, whether they're playing with Legos, or they're out like, you know, walking the dog, or they're playing mini golf, you know, they're just all over the place. And I don't want to. So, you know, I kind of work around it. And uh, you know, you have uh, four kids, Fury. I have three, and I find it hard enough with the three kids. We have a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old, and they're always fighting, and uh, you know, like, uh, yeah. especially our two older ones, they're always uh, in this fighting mode. And you have four, so I can just imagine. Tell us about uh, how you handle the discipline and the fighting between all of these siblings. You know what? I think we're actually pretty lucky. They don't fight all that much. I think they bicker more than anything. Like you know, this is mine, I need space. And I'm constantly telling them like, you can't say you need space. We live in an RV, like space is 
face. So, you know, take a couple deep breaths and let's get over it and move on. Like we don't have room um, in this vehicle, in our home, to have people walking around like or with an attitude. You can't slam doors. You know, we have a teenager. She's just turned 13. So that's like the new thing. You know, she wants space and she's got her headphones on. She's like ignoring you. You know, she's not participating. So that's a struggle in itself. Um, the two older girls really get along well and they do well with the twins um, who are seven. Um, but the twins, they do actually like anyone else in the RV. I mean, they're constantly like, so keeping those two straight is a lot of our day, you know, kind of straightening them out. Like, okay, don't say that to him. Okay. Apologize for that. Okay. Keep your hands to yourself. Keep your foot to yourself. It's still annoying. Please stop doing that. You know, so it's constant uh, discipline and reminders throughout the day. But I think that's life as like a homeschool parent. I think it would be the same if they were in, in school, only the teacher would be doing that and it'd be to, you know, another child in the school as opposed to their sibling. Yeah, yeah, you know, like uh, we face a lot of tantrums because our kids at that age, especially our uh, middle one or three, and now he just turned four actually, so uh, he's still throwing a lot of tantrums and uh, I always say to people, I'd rather him throw tantrums here in beautiful Buenos Aires than back in a home city because that's just the age and the stage of life he's at. He's going to throw these tantrums, they're going to fight, so I'd rather be doing it on the road, you know, those challenges will come no matter where in the world you are. Exactly, exactly. And they're kids. And I, I have to constantly remind myself, okay, they're kids. Like, Sheree, you can't expect them to be like, well behaved young adults. They're kids. Like your oldest is only 13. Um, they're going to have their moments. And you just kind of have to work with it. You just have to work with it and just kind of like, brush it off, roll off your shoulder or something. Just get over it. Move on. Yeah, totally, totally. So you also have a travel blog called Meet the Colliers. Uh, tell us about when did you start your blog and what are the different themes and topics you guys are writing about on there? Ooh, the blog has been like a labor of love. So rough for me to like, you know, remember to like update it and because we're doing all this stuff. So it's like, when I have time, I'll sit down and try and write a whole bunch of stuff. But you know, the, the, blog, the blog is there. It started as our resource to like our families so they could keep up with us. And then it kind of went in a different direction to where other people were interested in the blog. And we were like, oh, this is so awesome. You know, like they're interested in, in what we're talking about or what we're doing. Um, we could totally give them information as well and open it up to more viewers and, and kind of if, if you know that's what they're needing so um, that's kind of the direction it's going and we're we're always like trying to continue to kind of mold it into whatever it needs to be um, but yeah we talk about work camping and just more of like personal stories from our family um, and then kind of some ones like how to do this you know like how to's and and guides on you know a, a particular topic um and then we also have a blog role on there where we give other families like a little shout out to people who are you know looking look at families who are traveling different ways because the way we travel is not the way that everyone travels this is only one way of structuring it so i always just want to let everyone know you know when they come to our blog we get a lot of media requests who come to our blog and they're like hey tell us how we can do this and i'm like well 
we do it. I can't tell you how everyone out there is doing it, but hey, here's a, a blog roll of other families who are also doing it. Go, you know, contact them and get like a, a full picture of the lifestyle. You know, you don't. Yeah, you know, even before the interview, we were chatting about our different styles of travel. Here we are in South America traveling around, and Sheree is like, oh, that sounds so scary. Well, I'm like, I've never RV'd. I've never driven an RV. I have no idea how that whole world works. So the more you do something, the definitely it's like a travel muscle. The get it, better you get it with it, and then soon you're able to give advice and tips to others. I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of fears here when you started with your RVing, right? Like, and then now you've become much more familiar with it and much more comfortable. You know what? I wish I could say yes. The RV is like a constant project. I will admit that. Um, and that's my husband's project. I'm just like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't really, I just want to live in it and I want you to take me places in it. But I don't, the RV, I think I pulled it maybe five inches one day because he needed me to move it up while he adjusted something. <laughs> and that was it. I never drive it. Um, and he needs to be fixed or take it to you know wherever it needs to be fixed at uh so i wish i could take credit for that but <laughs> it's not me <laughs> well your husband tends to be more that handyman uh, doing that, that labor of love and you're doing a different type of labor of love with the whole yeah. work camping uh you know we've mentioned it a few times in the show already but uh, for those listeners and viewers who don't know the term maybe let's start with defining what is work camping uh, when did the term come about and what does it mean you know what i always forget when I'm talking, you know, I'll just, you know, say it so many times that, you know, to me, it's just like, it's just a word, you know, everyone knows what it means. But then I get stopped and there are people like, what are work, what is work camping? And um, it's working while you camp. So that's pretty much, and if you work out of an RV and, you know, you're traveling or you're stationary, we consider you a work camper. And um, it's, I mean, WorkCamper.com defines it as an adventurous individual, family, or couple that, you know, travels and works along the way. Um, so, yeah, sometimes people aren't even living in an RV. Sometimes they're living in, like, on-site housing. Like, we went to um, a job we did in Texas, and we were there for, like, nine months, and we were the GMs of this resort there, and we, we didn't even bring the RV. You know, we lived in an on-site house, and that was provided as part of the compensation, and we knew that going into the deal, and still work campers, so <laughs> that's kind of what it is, work and travel. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of similar to the term digital nomad. I, I take that term for granted, too, I'll, I'll, I'm, because the show is called Digital Nomad Mastery, and I'll talk about it, and uh, people will ask me, uh, so what is a digital nomad? And, uh, you know, you definitely uh, use it so much, you get used to it, and, you know, usually the mm -hmm. words define themselves, Kind of like a work camping defines itself, and digital nomad means you're nomadic and being a digitally working digitally online, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yes, definitely. So, so. I gave a um, a cert, what was it, a seminar at Hershey uh, back in September, and that was like my first question to the group. I was like, so does everyone know what a work camper is? And nobody knew what a work camper is. I was like, okay, and I flipped to the next slide, and I was like, you work and you camp. <laughs> That's it. Like. We don't have to make it super difficult. You don't have to like down to like this specific definition. It's just whatever you're doing and whatever you're camping in, you're working for. So, uh, you know, uh, we can break it down a little bit there. So uh, what are the, some of the different categories of work that people can do while they're camping and RVing? Um, it can vary. You know, you can 
be at, say, a national park or, um, you know, a life group, or you could be driving like for Lyft. Lyft has a work camper program now. So, um, you know, you could drive and give people wherever you are. So you could do that. That. Um, Camper Force, of course, is one where you could go work for Amazon. There are jobs working um, with like Harvest, like the Strawberry Festival or the Sugar Beet Harvest. Um, let's see, what else? Um, there's jobs at amusement parks where, you know, they provide you with the site and then you go work at the amusement park in like retail or maybe doing the rides or whatever you're doing there and they're paying you a wage in addition to that. Um, you know, there's Jellystone parks that you can work at and KOAs that you can work at. So there's a lot of campground work. Work camping usually concentrates around the outdoor hospitality field, um, but we're seeing it kind of expand out of that with companies like Amazon and Lyft um, who are coming into that. We also have like people like Kitchen Craft to where you can go and set up, um, you know, a display and sell cookware at trade shows. So if you're really outgoing and, you know, you like to entertain and you're a great salesperson, person that's a great job um, campground map sales or ad sales um, pictures you know following people around um, while they're on their vacation and you can take pictures for them so you're like their personal photographer that's another job what else we even have um, lieutenant blender um, I don't know if you guys have ever tried their cocktail mix, but it's cocktail mix in a bag and they sell it at Walmart and Sam's. They also hire work campers to go around and set up those displays. Um, so it's a variety. It's a variety. Um, work camper that took a job in St. Thomas recently. So they were work camping at like a hotel in St. Thomas for like six weeks and then they came back. And uh, the company you're working uh, for uh, actually has some great resources. So tell us a little bit about uh, the company and, uh, you know, your role and uh, how they can help people want to get into the work camping lifestyle. Okay. Well, WorkCamper.com um, is basically the website for Work Camper News. Uh, they trademarked the word Work Camper back in, like, 1989. Um, so it's been around for like 30 years. When we first started, you know, we thought it was like our little idea. We were like, hey, we could go work and travel. You know, this was like our little special part of the world that we had created. And then I burst our bubble and was like, no, <laughs> there's like a whole magazine out there of people and jobs um, that has been around for like decades. So, you know, he hated to burst our bubble, but he did. Um, but yeah, there's there's a bi-monthly magazine of jobs for RVers, and you know it'll list the jobs that are available. People who are hiring next season or this season or maybe next year um, has tools and resources in the magazine as well. Articles that'll give you some good information. Um, we also have like an online base, so you know work campers you know go online and they create a work camper resume, and it's specifically geared towards work camping. And then the employers on their end they can log into their site and they can search for those applicants. So, you know, even though you may not be actively looking for a job or, you know, you didn't specifically apply to that job, if an employer saw you out there, kind of like monster, monster.com, where like, you know, you have your resume out there and then an employer thinks you're a good fit because you, you match with their search results, they'll pull you up and they can contact you from there. There's a member map where like work campers can stay in touch with each other. 
We send out emails daily. I mean, there's a lot of great tools and resources if you're, you know, looking to make money on the road. And a lot of people are definitely looking for that. Uh, so what is your specific role in the company? What are you doing for them? Uh, currently, I'm the director of operations and the editor of uh, Work Camper News Magazine. So every other month, I create the magazine and you know do all the ads and things for that. We also have a, a team in the office who um, facilitates most of like the, the admin tasks. Um, I'm also in charge of like marketing and advertising for the company. So every day is pretty different. Um, some days are like this where I'm on a podcast or doing an interview with like Woodalls or, you know, a camping magazine. Other days are full of emails, you know, from advertisers or people, um, you know, media or just work campers themselves who are wondering what work camper what WorkCamper.com is and how we can put them in touch with um, work campers or people to tell their story. Um, it's, it's a mix of, of different tasks and jobs just to just to kind of continue to keep work camping at the forefront. Um, Definitely a great resource. I highly recommend people check it out. Uh, so, uh, Cherie, I'm curious to know about your vision forward. Uh, you know, we're almost at the end of uh, 2017 here, entering 2018. Uh, what are your plans? You mentioned the Pacific, North, uh, Pacific, uh, you know, like the West Coast. You're going to be traveling around that area. Yeah. Uh, what are some of your plans over Christmas, New Year's, and into 2018 and beyond? So... I'm so excited because when we first started this, we wanted to go to California. Like that was like, that was where we wanted to go. We we're like, you know, we're just going to work our way over to California. <laughs> you know, I don't know why we're so obsessed with it, but we have to see California. We have to, you know, some, some piece of it we have to see. So currently we're in Texas and um, yeah, we're just making our way over that, over there. No really rhyme or reason as to the stops along the way. Um, we just kind of plug it into the map and see what's around there and, you know, plot like where we're going to stop and stuff like that. So we'll be in New Mexico and um, Arizona for a little while before going over there. Um, and then our plan is just to kind of hang out in California and go all the way up. And <laughs> hopefully we'll do it slow enough, knowing ourselves, I'm sure we will. Um, we kind of inch our way like across the map. Um, so um, hopefully 2018 we'll still be over there maybe in Oregon or uh, Washington by the time the summer hits. Not too early because we don't pee in the cold weather in the RV. That's, that's never fun. Yeah, definitely, because I, like I said uh, earlier, I'm from that area, and, uh, you know, the cold, gloomy months aren't uh, the best time, but the summers are amazing in the whole Pacific Northwest, so Oregon, Washington State, British Columbia. So I hope you're able to cr come over across the border up to Canada as well. Um, it's on our list, so that's exactly what we want to do. Um, and then at some point, we have to make our way back over to Hershey, Pennsylvania, because, um, of course, I'll be doing the RV show there. So, yeah, it's kind of like a little loop hand out. Um, no exact timetable yet, but Awesome. Yeah, looking forward to following you along. Uh, so you start off the interview by saying, you know, you started this journey because you were bored and you decided to, you know, uh, follow your dreams uh, to live on the beach and now RV 
and maybe he adding the future. And there might be someone who's watching or listening to this interview who are in that predicament. They're bored, they're being domesticated or suburbanized, they're longing and yearning for adventure and travel, and they just don't know where to start. So, you know, any tips or advice you would give to that person watching or listening right now, Sheree? Yes, go for it. Just do it, you know. Make a plan, set a date, and go for it. Um, that's really the best thing you can do. Uh, to sit there and continue to be like miserable and just do things just because other people are doing things is the worst thing you can do for yourself. Just set a date and just go do it. Yeah, I call it the dream day. Our dream day was December 6, 2016, and we're coming up to the one-year anniversary of that dream day where we decided to, you know, to set that date, set the destination, and then boom, now we're doing it, and now we're able to help inspire others. So uh, thanks so much, Sherry. It's definitely, uh, you know, great to have you on the show and to learn all about your travels and to learn a little bit more about work camping. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. It was fun, and I hope you're enjoying yourself with the sunny weather. I'll continue to stay here in the clouds, but it was great. <laughs> it was great. So, Cherie, if people wanted to connect with you personally and you know follow your blog and your family adventures and also find out all about Work Camper and Work Camping, uh, tell us more on how they can do that. Um, you can follow me personally at meetthecolliers.com. Um, there's an email sign up and you know you'll get um, my free ebook actually that uh, kind of details how or what work camping at Amazon is like so uh, you'll see that on there and we post frequently or we try to post frequently um, and then if you're interested in work camping uh, I would go to workcamper.com and sign up there's a free intro membership it's 100% free doesn't require a credit card or any like just your name and you know we'll get you set up and you can start kind of exploring the resources that are available and see what's out there awesome so definitely check it out uh, once again meet the colliers.com and also workcamper.com and uh, you know sign up for that email newsletter uh, and uh, you know uh, get more updates and uh, if you have any questions definitely reach out to Cherie she's a wealth of info and experience and expertise in this area so uh, and she'll also be talking at a summit as well doing a much 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 deeper dive into work camping so if that's an area that you're interested in doing RVing and working while traveling definitely tune into the summit uh, digitalnomadmastery.com uh, so and if you want to follow our journey definitely check out daddyblogger.com as we travel around South America and beyond. So thanks everyone for tuning into this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world.